Hello, I'm Jerry Stewart. Today is Thanksgiving Day. And uh, if you're like me and my wife Kelly, it's kind of an odd time. Uh, they're telling us to be careful who we meet with, who we spend time with, and um, who comes to our home and, and such. So it's just different. It's very good for me that I'm with someone that that's the person I would choose to be with. I hope you have that same um, situation. I thought I would bring today, I guess I would say the most amazing personal Thanksgiving story that I've had in my lifetime. And it's, uh, it's an amazing story, and I hope you agree with me. So, I was in the early 70s. I was going to graduate school, and I was working for my church in visitation. And I would go out after school and at various times, and I would visit folks who had come to our church. So... Here was um, Saturday. It was the Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's kind of nippy a little. And I was just finishing up my visitation, and I looked down and noticed that I was way later than I had uh, expected to be home. And um, we had no cell phones back then, so there was no way for me to tell anyone that I was coming. Well, I had, at this time, uh, this, what people said to me was a bad habit. The bad habit was that I picked up hitchhikers. I just picked up hitchhikers. I figure if someone's on the side of the road and they need a ride, why not give them a ride? You know, kind of like, uh, what would Jesus do? You know, that kind of a thing. Well, this was back in the early 70s where here in my town, there was a lot of trouble. And there was especially a lot of racial tension. And people were sort of staying sort of in their own little areas to be safe. And there were stories of people who had picked up hitchhikers and had been tricked into taking them somewhere and then getting attacked, uh, robbed, that sort of thing. So as those kept picking up, and as my family and my immediate and general family, you know, knew that I was picking up hitchhikers, everyone kept saying, you've got to quit picking up hitchhikers. You've got to quit picking up hitchhikers. Till finally, I felt like I was putting a lot of uh, anxiousness on my family by doing it. And maybe I wasn't being that smart. So I said, okay, I won't pick up any hitchhikers. So, uh, this particular day, I was finished with my visitation, and I got on the road that's on my way home in Fort Worth, Texas, and I lived about 15 miles away in a little town called Arlington. So, I started driving down the road, and I look on the side of the road, and there is a man standing with his thumb out, hitchhiking. The Saturday after Thanksgiving, it's kind of cold. I looked at him and I thought, wow, 
Even if I was picking up hitchhikers, I'm not sure I'd pick up this guy. He looked all scruffly. He didn't have on the right kind of clothing for the colder November weather. <clears throat> didn't have any kind of a backpack or anything. It's, I just uh, didn't feel good about the thought of even thinking of picking up this fellow. Plus, he was a big, big man. He stood very tall and, and he was just roughly built and stout looking. And I said, wow, I wouldn't pick him up even if I was still picking up hitchhikers. Well, I got past the hitchhiker, true story, and this voice came into my head and my heart. And the voice said, Jerry, pick up that hitchhiker. And I said, what? Lord, is that you talking to me? And the voice came again, very clearly in my head and my heart. If you've never happened, then you, then you don't know what I'm talking about. It's not like you can explain it exactly. It's just a, a, a very, very strong impression. It's just almost like a voice. <clears throat> and once again, it said, Jerry, pick up the hitchhiker. Well, I could still see him in my rearview mirror, maybe now about a block away. So I go into the middle meridian there of the street and I turn around and I come back and I'm kind of saying under my breath, boy, it wouldn't be bad to me at all if when I get back there, he's gone. But um, he wasn't. There he stood with his thumb sticking out, this big man by the side of the road. And so I pulled and made a little U-turn in the meridian and came toward him and pulled over and uh, I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to Dallas. And I said, well, I, I can't take you all the way to Dallas, but I can take you about half the way. And he said, great. Now, I was nervous. When I got a better, closer look, I was even more uh, concerned. I was more concerned. And he was such a big man that when he got into my little Buick Special, he actually made the car sort of like like tip because his weight was so heavy on that side. And I started thinking about, you know, what's going to be my plan if this man tries to put his hands on me and tries to hurt me? What is my plan? So I take off driving and uh, all of a sudden he says to me, did God tell you to pick me up. And I was dumbfounded. I just kind of looked back to see if he was like, had wings like an angel or something. I kind of looked at him and I'm sure I had a very peculiar, <clears throat> amazed look on my face. And I said, yes, he did. And he went, I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! And 
I mean, by this time, my mind is just blown. I have no idea what's going on. All I know is it's big man's on the side of the road, and God gives me his voice and says, go pick the man up, and I do. And the man knew that God talked to me. And so I just clenched my steering wheel really hard and waited to hear what was coming next. He said, listen, brother. He said, I have not been a good man. I have been a horrible man, a horrible husband, a horrible father. And he said, a few weeks ago, my wife and I had a big argument and I said I was leaving and she said, good and don't come back. And I said, never. And I walked out the house with nothing on but just the clothes I was wearing and I was just Mr. Hotty, Toddy, Hotty, Hotty. And I was gonna do whatever I well pleased. And so he said, I just decided to catch a bus and just uh, go maybe down toward Tennessee, maybe toward that area down there and just kind of see what everything was going on. Just take a little extended vacation and have some fun. And he said, I got down there, messed around and ended up spending all my money. He said, I didn't have much. But what I did have, I spent it. And now, I pretty much had nothing. So he was trying now to actually uh, get on board railroad cars that were going places because he couldn't buy tickets. And it got really cold one night. And he said um, that he was busy sort of trying to figure out what he was going to do. And he was over by the railroad tracks kind of hiding because they don't like people just jump on the train uh, and then some of these cars. He said, so I was kind of hiding and I was kind of laying sort of over by the tracks, kind of almost on the tracks. And he said he fell asleep. It was dark and cold. And he just remembered that he woke up just as he saw the light of a railroad locomotive coming at him. And he said, sir, I swear, I don't know how it happened. He said, I believed that that train ran over me, that I didn't get off of the tracks fast enough. And I really did have in my mind that I had been run over by the train. And he said, some time passed, he didn't know how long, and he woke up. And when he woke up and was laying there, he started hearing the voices of his mother and his father when he was a young boy, talking to him about the Lord, talking to him about being the kind of young man and man who would be honorable to the Lord, who would walk in a way that people would respect you and that you could be God's shining light. And he had never received it. He had never received it. 
and he laid there and he started remembering the scriptures that they had given to him, talking about that he needed to give his heart and life to Jesus Christ and that Christ had died on the cross for him. And he said, there in that railroad yard, not really for sure knowing whether I had died or what had happened to me, he said, I heard the voices of my mom and my dad. I heard the scriptures and I gave my heart to God. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And he said, almost immediately, he sort of jumped up, you know, and he said, oh my gosh, I'm still alive. I don't know how. How am I still alive? And he said, I've got to get back home. I've got to get back home. I've got to get back to my wife and my children. I've got to get back home. And so he, he didn't know exactly you know, what to do. So he got up and he, he ran a distance until he saw a payphone. And he got on the payphone and he made a collect call to his wife, to his home number. She answers. And she re agrees to accept the collect call calls out her name. She says, what are you doing calling me? I told you to never call me and you said you were never coming back. What are you doing? He said, no, no, listen, listen, he said. I know I've been a bad, bad man. I know that I've been a bad husband and a bad father. I know that, but please listen to me. I have met the Lord. And she said, likely story. You probably just ran out of money and now you want to come home and get your feet warm and get some belly, food in your belly so you can go out and be a bad man more. And he said, no, no, I promise you. I promise you on my mother's Bible. I promise you that that's not it. I've been changed. I've been changed. The phone got really quiet. It was Thanksgiving Day. And she said, I will give you until Saturday at dark. I'll give you Saturday until dark. And if you're not back home before dark on Saturday, I will not let you in the door. I will not recognize that you're there. And she said, in fact, I may just call the police. And he just thought to himself, I don't have any money. How am I going to do this? He said, but I don't have any money or way. Click. The phone goes down. She hangs up the phone. It's Thursday night. He's got Friday. He's got Saturday. And if he's not at her house, at his house, by that night Saturday, he's through. So he immediately begins to figure out how he could catch a ride on a, a freight train, and he does. And he gets into a freight train and gets into Texas. And then he starts making his way across Texas. Freight train, uh, just catching rides with truckers, you know, that sort of thing. And, but of course, now that it's, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, 
everybody's sort of at home. Nobody's really out, you know, taking long trips or such or such. And he said, I stood out there on that road a long time, sir, before you picked me up. And I said, well, um, it's Saturday. All of a sudden I went, it's Saturday. He said, yes. He said, I've come all this way. I've come all this way and I'm so close. I said, but listen, sir, I can't drive you to Dallas. I said, I've got people waiting for me and they're worried right now about where in the world I am and what's up with me. He said, I understand. So we talked a little more all this time I was driving and before I knew it, I had gotten to my turn off to go where I lived, which wasn't going toward where he needed to be. And so I said, what are you gonna do? He said, I'm gonna stand out on the road and I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray that somebody hears my prayer and that God speaks to them and they give me a ride. And I looked at him and I said, sir, I'm sorry, man, but uh, you're not the best candidate. He kind of laughed. I said, you're, you're just big, man, and you're kind of dirty, and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're just scraggly-like. And he said, yeah, I know. He said, but you picked me up. You picked me up. I said, yeah, but that's almost like a miracle, man, that I did it. And he got out, didn't even flinch, got out at that corner, and I turned off. And when I turned off, I thought to myself, it's the afternoon, it's gonna be dark in like maybe two hours. And I said, maybe I'm just gonna go home, tell my family that I've got something I've gotta do and then come back and pick him up. So I pulled up a little bit and I got out of my car so I could walk back maybe a couple of hundred feet and tell him what my plan was. And when I turned around to walk back, Guess what I saw? He was already being picked up by someone to give him a ride. I just was in awe. I sat there in my car and I cried. I cried. I cried. I cried that I had once again seen how God is always with me. God is always faithful. That doesn't mean everything always goes my way, but he is always faithful, always faithful. And I made myself a vow that I would remember that story and that I would tell it at every opportunity. If you like this story, uh, go over to uh, jerrystewartusa.com and go over to my uh, website and uh, take a look. Got some interesting stories there. Got some uh, CDs. Got some uh, pretty good stuff, I think. It's very uh, child-friendly. And it's definitely, definitely the kind of uh, site you could go to or send folks to, that they will find out more about our country, find out more about how things work, find out more things about our Lord, and find more ways to be thankful. Have a uh, happy, happy day.
Thanksgiving. God bless you. Bye-bye.